You're listening to the Hero Up Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thanks for being here today. Let's get rolling with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hero Up Podcast with Jim and Blake. He pointed to me, so I knew to say it. Blake. Eugene Bender. Yep. Let's never forget that part. That's me. Hey, so today we have a really cool topic. We're going to talk about the power of personal leadership. And we're going to be using Blake as our test case here, which is going to be awesome. Before we get into that, we got a lot of comments on our relationship podcast. Many of we them- did? <laughs> many of them from my own wife. Oh. <laughs> Some of them from your wife. So I want to clear up a few things. First uh-huh. of all, my wife's celebrity crush is no longer Tay Diggs. Uh-huh. Who is it? Sounds like it's Adam Levine now, which I was sort oh, of surprised by. Interesting. I wouldn't. I don't know if that surprises me or not. I don't know if it surprises me or not either. And then Jess also said something about the whole Matthew McConaughey and um, Lance she Thompson. also she also rescinded her celebrity crush and said it's not uh, what's his name. Oh, it's not. We can never remember the guy's oh, name. Gosh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, and it's now the guy from. It's Chris Pratt, the guy Chris from Pratt, yeah. Parks and Rec, which yeah. to me is such a low bar. No offense, Chris. Yeah, if you're that's, it, if you're listening to this, Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Pratt, if you're listening <laughs> you to this. No offense. <laughs> no offense, dude. Um, what was the other thing about that that she said? And it was something really funny, and I can't remember. It'll come to me, and then we'll come back to great it. Great start to this podcast. It really so is kind of a great start. <laughs> wow, this is really... I, I have a, a desire to start it over, but I'm not going to. So let's actually talk about... Oh, I know what it was. I just remembered. Oh, God. Nobody could believe that neither one of us could remember Wizard of Oz was the name of the movie. <laughs> Did we, <laughs> like, nobody had a clue. We, could we not remember that? Was that a thing that, that happened was, a couple weeks ago? That was a big oh, thing. We both were like, Dorothy and the Yellow Brick Road, oh the Yellow Brick Road with That's Dorothy. Really it was it was quite sad. My mom's no disappointed. All right, let's get serious. I'm actually going to sit up and let's let's go. Ready? Uh-huh. So the power of personal leadership, which I think is a very very important topic, because I feel like so many people go through their lives, they don't really have a direction, they don't really have a focus, and they just kind of life just kind of happens to them. And I feel like people who are able to know what they're style of professional, or excuse me, personal leadership is and how they choose to live their life are typically happier and more successful. What do you think? I think that Jim was just teaching me about what personal leadership meant at, prior to starting <laughs> this podcast. Um, That's right. But based upon his description to it, I think that it is a very fair assessment of uh, my experience in observing others and, and the way the intention in which they live their life is pretty reflective in how, you know, satisfied they are in it. Right on. So what we're going to do today is we're going to use you as our guinea pig. And so we're going to create a personal leadership plan for you. Cool. Five steps, assessing yourself, identifying your core values, writing a personal vision statement, setting goals, and then writing an action plan to achieve those goals. We'll probably only knock out a couple of these today because I want to kind of get deep dive into this stuff and then we'll get more into it uh, during the next podcast. Sound good? Sound good. Cool. So what is the definition of personal leadership? So I actually did some internet research. I did some half-ass internet research. Actually. So we know it's legit because it yeah, came from well, the internet. Well, it came from the internet, so it's 100% Not anyone accurate. can post just anything on no, there. No, no. Everybody, everything is 100% true. And here's the things that I cut that I, I took notes on that I thought were really interesting. So personal leadership is really like living by a personal mission statement that really reflects your values and your life goals. You know, and if it basically defines a direction for your life and allows you to give you the skills and tools to move into that direction with consistency and clarity. And when you're leading uh, or when you're practicing personal leadership, you're really leading from the inside out. So you're starting with the core beliefs and, and that colors literally everything that you do in life. Your thoughts. I agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm really trying to support you on this, but I feel like you're doing a good job of summarizing these, okay, uh, so much. these items there. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So let's, let's just get right into the plan. Cause let's dig into the Blake Eugene Bender psyche <laughs> a little bit. Here we go. As, as dangerous as that could be. So I've got some assessment questions for you. Uh-huh. And then I want to get into identifying your core values. So I'm just going to rip through some of these. What do you think your core values are? What are some of the things that you believe in to have a successful life and that you just believe in that inherently should happen in your world? 
So it's uh, funny you should ask that question because uh, I actually have a sheet with a whole long laundry list of potential core values sitting right in front of me. Um, And I have listed out uh, eight to 10 of uh, said core values that I think. And this was a big list. This is a big, this is a big list. We worked worked hard to narrow in. So the first of which, you want me to just list them out or describe each by each? Um, Before we get into those, why don't you just give me just an overriding theme? Like what are your, you know, and don't even use those. Like what are your, because we're going to go to those later on. But what do you think? What are your what are your big core values? How do you how do you choose to live your life? Um, I choose to live my life by placing in the four, like trying to to manage and balance uh, the combination of of my relationships and the, the relationships that are most important to me, and making sure that those are serving my other kind of aspirations in a positive way. Um, does that does yeah. that extend into that appropriately? Yeah. What do you believe is necessary to live live a successful life? Um, I I do think it is important to have a, a high level of just self reflection and self uh, assessment, such that you can identify what you want to get out of life. And and uh, I realize that people vary so much in terms of what's important to them, and that's you know totally 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 valid. Whether you're somebody who wants to be a nomad and and you know maybe right. is able to carry out long distance relationships with a a, lo- a lo- wide variety of people, or you're really close to one person for a short period of time and then you become really close to another person or you spend periods of your life in which you're really interested in uh, pursuing your business and then you totally switch gears and then you wear the hat of a parent. Like I think that there's not necessarily a right or a wrong way of doing those things. Um, But just for myself, I I want to try to maintain some level uh, or some semblance of uh, balance in the things that are most important for me over a really long period of time. And so um, for me, that means my relationship with my spouse and my what I do, like my work is very personal to me. Um, And so my my business is very much a reflection of that. But I no longer really want to be consumed by it day by day. But I still want to make sure I'm putting a lot into it. like personal growth and, and is, has always been on the forefront of, uh, what I want to strive towards in my life. And so making sure I'm, I'm taking actionable steps and, um, constantly revisiting who I am and where I want to go is important to me, which is why it's probably appropriate time that we're doing this. Yes. Perfect. (laughs) Good, good, good. Um, why do you get out of bed every day? Man, sometimes it's because the alarm goes <laughs> off, and I'm just like, can't I can't hit snooze for a fourth time? I do, but uh, I say but because oh, because you get up at like 4 I get, sometimes I get up class. at you know yeah. four thirty in the morning. Today I didn't get up until like eight thirty or something like oh that. Gosh. So my schedule is very erratic and and uh, all over the place. Okay, so why do you get up every day? <laughs> why do we get up out of out of bed every day? Um, I don't know. I got a pretty sweet life. Like I, I enjoy what I do. I, I feel very privileged to be in a position where most mornings I'm not waking up and thinking like shit, like this again, I got to, you know, live this life again. Um, so fortunately it's generally by choice. Um, and it's usually because I get an opportunity to, uh, you know, pursue things I want to pursue and think are, think are worth pursuing. Um, whether that is because I want to get up and, and train or exercise, or if I want to get up and, and put creative juices towards some, some project I'm working on. Right. Um, so I, I guess that I, you know, feel again, very privileged to be in a position to actually get to be motivated, get out of bed every morning and then feel like I'm getting my, you know, ass dragged around since it's a, you know, not a fun, fun way to be. Yeah. I think a lot of people unfortunately have to deal with that. They, yeah. they get, uh, the alarm goes off, they go and slug a cup of coffee and head off to a job. Oh, I definitely hate. am like getting, slugging a cup of coffee and whatnot as well. Don't get me wrong. Are yeah. you, uh, are, do you think of me differently knowing that I use an alarm in the morning? Is that like, do you look down on people? I'm actually do? thinking about canceling the entire podcast. Yeah. Like right yeah. There yeah. You should. No, not at all. I mean, I don't think about, I, I mean, I don't use an alarm. Do you I, make I, your bed? Yeah. You do make your bed. I do. I do. But do you, what do you think? Do you think, I, do you think I make the bed? Um, I'm thinking Jess makes you make the bed, or I'm thinking Jess gets out of bed later than you sometimes. Sometimes, and so she's in the bed still. So sometimes you don't make, I make those. the bed while she's still in it. <laughs> Mostly, for my guess is you make the bed because you're. You're. I mean, like you always have your socks pulled up and all that other crap. So I think you're pretty organized, dude. Sometimes I make the bed. Sometimes. <laughs> 
Right now, uh, Blake's partner, Eric, just walked outside as we were talking about making beds. <laughs> He's looking at us strange. I don't blame him. Um, okay, so it's not about you. Do you think Eric not makes yet. the bed? Definitely. Uh, how do you keep things in perspective in life? Oh, man. Um, I think having conversations with... Uh, you know, the people that are closest to me allows me to have perspective. Um, I, I tend to be somebody who doesn't dwell on things for like a long period of time. Like if, you know, something negative happens in my life and, you know, I'm talking like on a low, on a low scale, something small shitty happens. I can usually get past it in in a day or two and it doesn't sit there and like really, really drain on me. Now, of course, if something traumatic and and monumental in my life happened, I'm sure things would change, but, um, I, yeah, I'm not somebody who generally does dwell on that, which I would, are you, are you someone who is, is lingering if something bad happens in your world and are you, uh, have a, a hard time moving past it? You know, I wish God, I wish you didn't ask ask me that question because now I have to I have to answer it honestly. I wish I wasn't, mm-hmm. but I would say that I have a I can be injured pretty easily and be sensitive about certain things and and ruminate on things like you know with it's you know in in real in in the real estate side of of my life and you know when things have gone bad I can kind of put a attach somebody to something that I feel is unjust or mm-hmm. wrong. And I can just ruminate on that for days on end. And mm-hmm. I've tried, it's very difficult for me to get out of it, but I, I really make an effort to try and get out of it and yeah. try not to take things personally. And that every person is on their own journey. Yeah. But you know, when you're talking to numerous lawyers and just different types of people who just are, are the ones I've dealt with who are um, difficult people to deal with, it, it, it makes that difficult. Yeah. It makes it very difficult. If, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to think of the context here, though. And, and one thing that strikes me, though, is based upon you being in the real estate game, if one person sours a relationship, that may be a huge, that may derail a huge project that you're working on. And so the implications of, you know, something going south or sideways for one with one person is probably a huge thing. Whereas with me, if we have a hundred and something members in the gym and one person cancels the membership and I think that like, I disagree with, you know, I think that's a bad decision on their part or whatever, or I, you know, just see my own income going down as a byproduct of that. It's only a small piece of the pie. And so in that sense, like it may just be a a smaller scale that I'm having to try to overcome. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And, and, you know, I I think I do a decent job of trying to compartmentalize everything. Yeah. That's one of the beauties of coming to this place. Mm -hmm. Like I can't think about work or can't think about other things when I'm in here because I'm working out and I'm trying to go hard and, and, you know, I'm not thinking... You just can't do two things. I cannot do those two things at the same time. Jim has a workout addiction, evidently. I have a big workout addiction. Very dependent. But I, I wouldn't say I have a workout addiction type body, unfortunately. <laughs> you would think it's very <laughs> counterintuitive. You would have, you would never see it coming. That's, how, that's, that's why it's gone on for so long. <laughs> <laughs> These love handles will go away someday. Okay, let's go back to talking about you. Have you made an impact in your life? I feel like the guy, who's the guy, who's the guy who interviews actors and he just does the questions and he doesn't say anything else? Is it? It's, I uh, know who you're talking about. The guy with the beard. Uh, the, like the method actor guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what his name is, but I know it's what you're like talking Tim about. Is that, like is that the role you want to play is you don't want to, no. you don't want to say anything here? No, 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 not at all. Okay. I wanna, we're going to dig into your psyche. So have you made an impact? In my own life? Yeah. Have you made an impact in other people's lives? I mean, I, I hope that I've made an impact in other people's lives. I think you'd probably have to ask them, have I made an impact in your life? Without a doubt. So 100%. I've made, so there's one, there's tally, one, tally them up. There's one. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think in, and is it something you think about? It, it certainly is. And, and I think that every once in a while I, there's, there's moments and times in which, you know, we have an event or something going on here that really forces, forces me into a, a position where I want to reflect back on. And I think just like, oh man, like how cool was it that I was able to bring, right? I was fortunate enough to, to get to bring 60 people together and, right. you know, volunteer their time, not just, not because they have an obligation to on the weekend, but because they want to and see people pick each other up and, you know, we'll get emails and messages and things like that from people every once in a while and how, we radically changed their life in a major way. And, and, you know, like it's, it's, there's little things that do kind of pick at you and, and, uh, derail those thoughts on occasion. Sure. Um, but 
every once in a while when I do these big reflections, I think that it's a really uh, cool position to be. And I, I hope and I imagine that a lot of people get to pursue that in different ways. Um, for me, it's on a very uh, direct scale because I literally work with people in, in person and I look them in the eyes and I have dialogues with them in conversations. Right. Um, but yeah, there might be people who have a podcast that have millions of listeners or something like that and they get to influence influencers and there's people that uh, influence more people in a less direct way. Um, right. It just so happens that uh, I'm in a position where I have a small amount or like a small to moderate amount of influence on, you know, a hundred and something people I, you know, per year, and, probably and probably a deeper influence. And then, and then there's some people who I have a much more direct and, and yeah. impactful relationship with for sure. Yeah. Okay. What fears are you not facing? <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw the, the spiders, fears, insects. Yeah. One out I was going to say, first one. what I, fears I'm, am I not? This guy is so afraid of spiders. It's unbelievable. I, they just give me the creeps. Unbelievable. Uh, just, they just give me the creeps. Tickle fights too. Tickle Don't fights. Want, I want to avoid tickle fights. Let's not talk about Eric's dad again. Yeah. It just will. got really weird last time. Um, no, but seriously, what fears are you not facing? Can do you, do you look at me and as you know me, have you, can you identify any fears I'm not facing? The question is for you. I mean, I I know, and I'm interested if like I because because if I were made more aware of what my fears perhaps were that I that are unconscious or subconscious subconsciously there, I might be more keen to address them. And so maybe I'm not self aware enough to identify what my uh, fears are. That's a good question. I don't. I don't. I, I mean, you like your partner Eric are in my mind super you know, pretty infallible. You guys are in great shape, good dudes. You're young. You have a successful business. You have great relationships. Everybody loves you. So, you know, I'm sure that there are fears that you're not facing my thing. Oh, you know what I would think for you? Here's what I would think for you. And I don't know how this is probably not accurate at all, but I throw it out there. My fear, I would think that maybe a fear you're not facing is one of being out there more and maybe doing more speaking and doing more stuff you know, more teaching, not just to the community who's in here, but more outwardly in the, in the community or making kind of a bigger, uh, brand or splash with your stuff. I don't know if you know this about me, but I love talking to people and, and being on, being in in front center and all that stuff. Um, and on that front, like, I mean, maybe that maybe there's an element of that. I think that probably does weigh more heavily on Eric, which is why he doesn't want to talk on this podcast every every week, probably. Yeah. Um, I guess I have had to grapple with that. I, I um, have had to overcome the idea that people would have the perception that if I tried to market or advertise my like my coaching and you know training services, sure. that it would come across as like pre- predatory um and i don't like that uh that you know approach in business and in sales sales and whatnot and so i have uh, curbed my perception towards you know basically if you're selling something you're helping people because you're helping them solve a problem that they're telling right. you they have and they want to purchase you know your solution right um so Honestly, if you know, I I'm glad you brought that up as something. I would be uh, totally keen on pursuing things like that if I just knew how to go about that more effectively. Yeah. And and so learning more how to put myself out there is something that I'll have now, to strive towards. And so a follow up question on that is: so let's say that is like a fear. Do you feel like? And again, we're doing our session outside on the sidewalk. This is why you hear trucks starting up and going by. There's the guy smoking cigarettes. Yeah, it is. Weird odd, uh, sitting in between two gyms. Do you feel that, do you have any fear that like if somebody from a functional fitness place somewhere else said, Hey Blake, we want you to come speak to these 10 different gyms. Do you have any fear that you would be doing that? That would be something that would be outside of stratum and it would be something that was more centered around you and not stratum. Or is that something you haven't really thought about? You know, I, I don't know how I would feel in that particular situation as uh, Stratum over the last six years has become such a an extension of my identity and the yeah. brand so much reflects myself. But it's like I spend most of my, much of my waking time here, like the majority of the relationships I have in my life are 
you know, a part of this place on some level. Um, and I think that might be something that I encounter over time more and more as I, you know, like my life changes. And if my wife and I have a couple of kids and I'm not wanting to spend long, long hours in the gym on an ongoing basis and, and, uh, Mm -hmm. my interests and, and the, you know, I, I am, become more interested in helping people in different ways. Like maybe right. that means that it's not just in a gym setting. Right. Um, so I think that could be something that I do encounter is trying to figure out how to maintain some semblance of a balance between, uh, you know, growing my, my brick and mortar gym business versus right. making a personal identity outside of the gym. Right. Maybe right. If this, this podcast blows up and I just become maybe. a celebrity trainer F this place or I'm buying a mansion and all that stuff. Maybe that happens. Hey, Eric, if that happens, I'll be your partner. I'll be an easy partner because I'll just do whatever you need me to do. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. um, We're going to come back to that a different day Uh because I think that that's pretty interesting. Um, What are three things you have to do every day, every single day to to feel fulfilled? Leave out the first one you're thinking in your mind and go to the clean ones. (laughs) Uh, Mom, I hope you're not listening to this. Um, It's unlikely. I... A few things that I need to do every single day. Um, I would say more or less I do need to move my body or feel like I'm investing some, you know, something into my physical body, whether that like that doesn't have to mean like I do some really like rigorous training, but that does happen pretty regularly. Um, So that would be the first one. Move move my body or take care of my body. Um, The second one would probably be have a just a conversation with somebody more often than not that uh, that's going to be Jessica my wife um you know that's other times it might be just a friend or my man Jimbo sitting across from me or my business partner but just having a good conversation I think is a really important thing for you know getting having an opportunity to talk through whatever's on your mind right um in many cases those are creative conversations if if it's creative conversation it might be with Eric, my business partner, or with uh, Jessica, she's usually a good soundboard for me. If it's a training-related conversation, maybe that's somebody in here, maybe in my in my business, or uh, Eric, or I have another coach who I might have those conversations with. Right. But, um, yeah, I think that would be a second big one. Um, and then the third would just be having some. I'm going to use the term personal time, even though I know that every time you try to <laughs> you, you try to turn that around on me. But I do. I like I. Um, I'm definitely an outgoing person, but I, I do have introverted qualities as well. Um, and so I, I do need time just to kind of like be on be my blank. own and, you know, wrestle the dogs and lounge around. And it just allows me to have some yin to the yang of being like outgoing and, yeah. and you know, connecting Does that with recharge people. you? It does. Definitely. Like when you're alone, when you can get some alone time and you're like, yeah, yeah. and you can feel, you can kind of get back into the fray. Get a little power nap in or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is, I don't know if like ever, maybe this is all of these things happen several times a week. Like I, you know, a yeah. perfect day, like these things are happening, but Jim, Jim just lost his papers to the wind. So he's chasing them out, chasing them down. So I'm going to fill the, the gap until he gets back and we're back. And I'm back. <laughs> that was fun running with a torn rotator cuff. Wow. Yeah. It's quite windy here in San Diego. I mean, I, I think if we were outside, I think we could, if we got up off these chairs, they may actually fall down. Yeah. It's that windy. Anyway, go ahead. Keep going. Uh, that was, that, that was one? kind of the closing of my thoughts. It's just that, you know, it's not every day that you get to do everything to the degree that you want, but you know, I think on, I do all of those things multiple times each week. Right on. So when your life is ending and obviously this is a long time from long now, time away, I hope what, what, what do you think you would regret not doing, seeing or achieving? <sighs> not doing seen or achieving. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think at some point in time I will want to, uh, create a space in my life where I can actually have more varied experiences in, uh, in just the, the places I spend time and getting out there so much of my adult life to this point, because I'm 28, 29, 29, geez. And, uh, I opened this gym when I was 22. And so really these formative years of my early adulthood have been spent so much time just like figuring out how to, uh, open this business or, you know, be successful in this business and being proud of the service that we provide and investing into myself on that front. Um, but it has become, it it has created, you know, a, a lifestyle in which it requires that I spend so much 
of my physical time in, you know, in my business or at least not far away from it. And so it, it limits my ability to, uh, go off the grid and have more experiences outside of what I'm doing on a day to day basis. Um, and so I think that would probably be a big part of it is just having more, more flexibility in my yeah. lifestyle, um, over huh. time. Okay. Um, did I answer the question? Yeah, yeah, perfectly. Um, what strengths have other people commented on about you and what strengths do you see in yourself? So I used to work at this shitty little diner uh, restaurant while I was in college. Uh, and it was one of those, one of those restaurants where you kind of order at the counter and then we bring, bring the food out to you, to you as you're seated at the table. Um, and I can re- recall on several occasions, it'd be like 10 AM we'd be slammed and I'd just be like, I'd already busted my ass for four hours nonstop. And I just had a smile on my face the entire time. <laughs> and people would just be like, man, like you're just so you're like, you're doing a great job. Like keep it, keep it up. And I'm just like, Oh, thanks. thanks. Uh, <laughs> that's, you know, that's great. But I, I, I think that, um, generally being an optimist, uh, by nature is, um, something that I'm fortunate to just have as a part of my psyche. Um, I also am more of a, a dreamer than I am a structured thinker. And so I find myself, I'm constantly like, daydreaming and thinking about new, you know, ideas or things I want to do. So much of that brain capital goes towards, um, you know, time in my business or like, like things that are training related right now, but I can foresee that, you know, changing as my interests change. And as I've, you know, uh, achieved and accomplished what I want with, with these departments in my life. Um, but I think that those just having this kind of a daydreamers brain, um, is something that generally serves me quite well. I just need to make sure I have the people in my life that kind of reel me in and make sure that they provide the structure and the, the real, the realistic, uh, outcomes of, of the, craziness I come up with. Which is funny because you seem to have like the two people closest to you, Eric and Jess, seem to kind of fit that. Much more structured than, than I for sure. Yeah. 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 Which is awesome. Okay. Last question about this before we get into core values. What do you believe your weaknesses are? So I've never been that strong of a squatter. I've, uh, I've worked really hard at it and now I'm, now I'm, uh, intermediate at it, intermediate at it. Um, but to answer the question on a non-exercise related level, Fantastic. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say my strengths are not always uh, creating the necessary structure in my life to carry out a plan from beginning to end. Like I'm, I'm quite good at initiating um, ideas and starting, uh, starting things when I, when I dream them up, but I'm not always the best at when, shit goes sideways, uh, and a few problems present themselves, uh, overcoming those by, you know, going above and beyond to do so. And so again, I think it just becomes important that I have people around me that are able to overcome those things. And, and usually it just means that if an idea is worth fully carrying out, then, you know, if it's business, then Eric makes sure that it happens and he's better yeah. at, at, at the actual, that actual part of the process. Got it. So like, for example, if someone was trapped in a bathroom and they couldn't get out and you tried to help them and in the first couple of minutes you couldn't figure out a way to help them, you'd basically have just someone else in the class try and help them while you went back to teaching the class. Does that sound about right? Is have we not talked about this on the podcast? We have not yet? talked about this. We on haven't the podcast. gotten into it. So if I can talk about this, if I can fill in the viewership, um, I'm not proud of it. But Jim got trapped in the gym bathroom last week, shortly after recording one of the one of the recent podcasts. Uh, it was right was after just, the relationship. One, he was, yeah, he was just he was just trapped in the bathroom, man. It's a small. It's bathroom. a small bathroom it's too. Not, not a lot it's of space not, in there. Not a lot of space. The walls were closing in. I would say he was probably in there for I don't know. Would you say 15 minutes or so? I got out at 4.57, so okay. I think it was like 15, 20 yeah, minutes. 15 yeah, 15 minutes or so. Um, I didn't want to break the door. Unfortunately, we were able to patch it up pretty good you know, in the subsequent yes. days. Um, and I also want to be clear that I didn't leave you in there. I did get the video camera first and foremost. <laughs> That's a good point. But I didn't leave you in there. Uh, I just recognized that there were others in the room that would more adequately identify what steps had to be taken in order to get out of you in a, in right. a timeless manner. So you weren't trying to la- 
lock in a half Filipino, half Italian person into a small hey, bathroom for no race reason. race has nothing to do with it here, That's bro. That's a good point. That's a very good one. Um, we should mention, too, there is video of it. I'll post a link to it somewhere. You certainly should. And, and the best part about the whole thing was I got to kick the door down. Yeah. Which, <laughs> it's, if, if you've it's not... It's badass Jim has ever looked at by far. He's ever like, the rest of my life, no matter what I do, it will never be as badass as that. It looked a lot like the Kool-Aid man coming I kinda out of did. door. I kind of did. Although the Kool-Aid man... It's kind of pear shaped, so <laughs> maybe, kind we of pear shaped. maybe we could pick a superhero who doesn't look pear shaped. Yeah, good. totally. Okay, so I don't have any more questions about that. Let's talk about core values, because again, when you're developing your personal leadership style and your method, and again, li- living your life from the inside out and knowing what your beliefs are, I think you have to ask yourself these questions so that you can really determine, like, what the fuck do you believe in? Mm-hmm. Like, either because. There are things you believe in and there's things you don't believe in. If you don't know what those are, and you're kind of like a sailboat without a sail, you know, on the ocean, you don't really know what you can go in any direction. So I gave you a list of about 25 different uh, core values. I asked you to circle eight of them, eight mm-hmm. to 10 of them. And I want to go over, want to go over them, but I want to list before we get into that, I'm going to list what those core values were that you had to choose from. Mm-hmm. So achievement, advancement, adventure, affiliation, affluence, Authority, autonomy, balance, challenge, collaboration, community, competency, competition, courage, creativity, duty, economic security, enjoyment, fame, friendship, health, helping others, honesty, humor, influence, integrity, knowledge, loyalty, personal development, responsibility, self-respect, self-discipline, spirituality, vision, and wisdom. So out of all of those possible core values to base your life around, what were the ones that – tell me the ones that – that uh, you circled or you suggest you, I circled uh, balance, community, okay. health, humor, influence, integrity, personal development, self-respect, self-discipline, and vision. And which one's the last one? Vision. Let's talk about these. So let's talk about balance first. Why did you select balance? Balance. Uh <sighs> I selected balance because I just see how necessary balance and everything I I do is integral to the sustainability of the other facets of my life that are important and valuable to me. Right. Um, I, I, I constantly am striving and seeking balance uh, and have certainly been um, allocated more time or, or more TLC towards my business or towards my relationships or towards, uh, my training life or athletic life. Um, and I have just realized that in order to still, um, pursue those things in the way that I, I want to pursue them. And I recognize that they change over time and the, the factors at play, uh, will vary. Um, just recognize it's just so, so important in order to be able to continue to, to work towards the, um, you know, progress and however I wanted to find that. Got it. Community. Why community? Community. Um, you Why know, this is a core value. I think, I think that community is really, uh, central to the human experience and it's really important for people to be able to identify with a group of, a group of people and, and have a tribe that they, uh, want to look out for and want to be a part of and uh, get to rely upon to pull you up when you're down and and be available to others to support them. Um, people can find it in a lot of different ways now and and it can be in person. It can be uh, it can be just family or a team or sure. you know where you come from or whatever. Um, but I I just realized that you know in reading and having conversations with people who are a lot wiser than I am, uh, mainly James, Jim, James, James, Simcoe, James, Simcoe. James, Jim, Simcoe. <laughs> um, I, I just, you know, constantly hear that when people look back on their lives, the things that were most important and most memorable, or if they, uh, you know, are regretful, it's usually about the relationships that were, were strayed or, you know, a relationship they didn't pursue or the things that they're most proud of are, are, are relationships. Yep. Um, and so I think the community is just the relationship you have with many, many people or a group of people. Um, and those are the things that I think I'm going to remember when I look back on my life over time. Right. Um, and so that's, that's why I think that's really central to my core values. Got it. Okay. Health. 
health. And we've talked about this a thousand times. Yeah. Just give me your two-second version of this. My, my two-second version of this is you can't live uh, life to the fullest without a healthy body. Um, and uh, just re- or maybe you can. I'm sure that there's some Buddhist monks out there who... Uh, I'm going to get into the weeds if I go here. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, you just I, you just can't really live a, a super healthy or a happy life long term sure. without health and whatever that means to you. Right. Got it. So the next one you picked, which I think is um, the next three you picked, I thought were really interesting. Well, this one I think is the most interesting. So humor. Mm-hmm. So you there are a lot on here that you did not pick mm-hmm. and you chose humor. So what is it? What is it about humor? Because you're actually a pretty funny dude. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Go on. <laughs> uh, you know, humor. Why is it a core value? Humor, for you? humor is a core value because, like, what is what is the the algorithm they say for humor? It's like tragedy over time. And I is that is that I, what, I'm sure it okay. is. Okay, so that sounds great. Humor is one of the the rare mechanisms that we have in our lives to have small little like enjoyments. Like some people enjoy treats in the form of food yes and uh <laughs> some people drove to a gas station last night to get a hershey's bar <laughs> did you really uh, not <laughs> i'm sure some people in the world did i don't know yeah <laughs> and i i just think that it would be so so tough to go through life without embracing and enjoying enjoying humor <laughs> what is <laughs> just you, jim just got really distracted i'm gonna power through that one jim got really distracted for a moment yeah. um we're gonna touch on that after this podcast oh, here we go um and yeah i just think that it's one of like no matter what shit happens if mm-hmm. you can reframe things and look back into like oh man can you you remember that time x y and z happened yep. and probably some of the most like painful experiences in your life or some of the shittiest things that ever happened like you turn that into a really fond memory and can laugh about it if you go th- if you can you have, a, it. you have a funny i have a really funny quick one tell me yours do you have a funny quick one uh you go first and i'll All see right. if anything comes up so freshman year in high school going to a brand new school, private Catholic school in Providence, Rhode Island. I lived in Attleboro, Massachusetts. So it was about 30 minutes away across state lines. But back then, no internet, nothing. It might as well have been in another country, yeah. right? So I'm going to this school. I'm a freshman. I remember I had just gotten this stuff called apple pectin because I wanted to like use hair gel because I didn't want to look super, super Asian. Uh-huh. I went to school <laughs> and I had to wear uniforms. Anyway, so I the, literally the first day of school, my parents dropped me off in front of the school, I'm in my uniform, got my jacket on, I have my tie on, my shirt, I have my apple pectin in my hair, I have a whole book, like all my books, got all my textbooks. Everyone is out in the front of the school, you know, on the big walkway up to the front of the school. I get out of the car, start walking up the steps, trip and fall on the <laughs> steps in front of, I don't know, 800 kids. <laughs> my books go flying everywhere. I had dirt all over me. And and it, one of the most mortifying experiences of my life, literally as I'm telling you this story right now, my stomach is clenching because it was so uncomfortable. You, but now were, it's hysterical. You were, you were how old at the time? Uh, 14. Do, and and at what point of the school year were you? No, I mean, it was literally my first day. Oh, this is your first I had, day of school? I had, oh my God. Dude, I hadn't been inside the school yet. <laughs> oh my God. Because we bought the book somewhere else. So I, I hadn't even do gone you, in. Do you have buddies that like saw that and like brought it up afterwards? I really hope you do. Uh, I do. They bring up other funny stories from high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was, that was uh, yeah, that was, that was my most mortifying. Yet now as I look back on it, one of yeah, the Yeah, totally. And, and something else I note there is that those moments become extra, like it's so much more funny if you experience that with other people. Like, yes. And that kind of relates back to the community thing. Like, sure. sure, it would have been funny if you had fallen on your own, but if you fell on the first day of school and you're all nervous about it and all your yep. friends and everyone you you're making ever got to know for the next <laughs> four years, like that's it's it's great that you can like laugh at those things because yeah. if you like were there's people that are so anxious and that are so like just uncomfortable with that idea but <laughs> you have to see the humor and if you can't you know ra- you know find humorous moments out of things like that in life that are yeah. just totally out of your control then you're just going to struggle to you're, you know because life you know life's life's tough you know all right you got one you got an easy one uh that something that uh I'll, let me come back to it because something right, will pop into my head right, yeah all right so the next one also another interesting choice i thought influence. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean by that? 
And why is that and, such a yeah, core value for and, you? And so influence influence does not necessarily mean I need to start a revolution or to oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm not to, dressed for a revolution right yeah. now. <laughs> you really, you really, really I'm wearing are. very comfortable shoes. Yeah, very comfortable shoes. Um, which is probably the type of shoes you need for a revolution, Kinda. Need, to be honest. That's a good point. Um so I want to have influence over the people that are directly in my life and you know if if it just so happens that I get to make a positive in, impact in the world in a more expansive way then that's great it's not necessary for me to look back on my life and and you know think I changed the world in a fundamental way right um, but I do want to try to strive towards leaving the world a little bit better than you know I came into it right um, and so I think that that just happens through the daily intentions and the daily actions and the way you go about things um, yeah, I think okay. that summar- summarizes my thoughts. Okay. Integrity. Integrity. Why'd you pick this one? <sighs> you know, I, I think all of these um, values ultimately do very much intertwine. And, you know, I can't pursue influence or community or balance in a healthy way if I don't maintain my own integrity over that, yeah. over the long uh, long term. Um, and so because of just how integral that is toward, you know, with all of those other fundamental, uh, core values of mine, right. I had to, to put it in there for that reason. Makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. That's super cool. Um, a few more personal development, personal development, <sighs> which we kind of talked about, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I mean, I started off as a total, I started off as a baby. You did. And now I, yeah. And now I know I'm, a lot of people in that book. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I just think it's one of the, few, I mean, it's one of the, very little do we have control over in this world. And the one thing I do have control over is what I do day to day and my thoughts and, you know, that I, that I turn into actions and I, I like, you know, striving for, striving for progress and striving for improvement. That's what, you know, attracted me to training culture to begin with and what, you know, uh, has allowed me to become a person that I'm proud to be. Yeah. Uh, and so for that reason, I want to continue to strive towards personal development and recognize that that will probably have many different iterations and shapes and forms and involve many different facets of my life. But that's why that was put in there. I think that one's interesting because I find that, um, so what I think is interesting about you saying that is like, so, you know, when you get to a certain point in your life, you get to your mid 40, you know, mid forties or whatever, maybe early maybe late, 40s. maybe late twenties. I don't know. Well, that's my point is like most, I see, you know, people who are in their mid forties doing that and realizing like, holy shit, like. I need to work on this in my life. There aren't a ton of people who are in their early 20s, late 20s who are doing that, which I think is cool. I think you're, you're a bit of an anomaly. And hopefully, I think probably a lot, anybody who's listening to this podcast is an anomaly in that sense. And it's, it's a cool thing. It's a really cool thing because I can say that, you know, when I was that age, um, now I sound like my dad. When I was that age, I walked to school uphill both ways. No, but when I was that age, like I wasn't as focused on it. Mm-hmm. I was focused a lot on reading and understanding. Like I was really focused on philosophy and how did the world think yeah. and that sort of thing. But I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was that focused on my own. Like I wasn't that intentional about my own personal development. Mm. So it's cool to see that you were doing that and other people, uh, you know, kind of in your, in your, in your age bracket are doing that as well. Um, cause usually millennials are such, you know, airheads. Yeah, totally dude. Totally. Just kidding. Self-respect. Self-respect. I don't really know why I put that one on there, to be honest. I, uh, I mean, I, I think I have a decent level of self-respect. And I guess if I'm trying to wrap my head around why I chose to circle that answer, I think in order to, I, I do kind of fundamentally believe in order to help others, you need to help yourself first. Yep. Um, and I, in remembering and my other core values, such as community and wanting to have a positive influence on the world and on that community, um, self-respect has to be a part of that equation. Right. Um, and I really can't pursue, I can't pursue balance if I don't have like, if for example, I had really low self-esteem and I was really consumed by 
exercise and the way I looked and, and the exercise became a vicious cycle. Like we've already gotten into your right. uh, exercise addiction for the day. And, right. and <laughs> so as you can see, someone who has overcome that uh, on the other side of the, the coin. Um, but it, it just reflects that uh, a perspective that, you know, I have to make sure I'm taking care of Blake in order to take care of other people. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Self-discipline. Self-discipline. Is along in the same lines? Yeah, I think it's along the same lines. It's, it's along the same lines of balance as well. Um, I I don't believe in self-discipline in like in an absolute way. Like I don't think I need to cultivate the highest pain tolerance or I don't need to cultivate the most regimented lifestyle in the world because that would uh, be uh, juxtaposed to my my pursuit of balance. Right. Um, but I am naturally probably uh, because I'm a little bit more, you know, bouncing off the walls and more of a creative thinker as opposed to a structured thinker. Um, I need to cultivate self-discipline in order to continue to pursue my goals and in, in, in my core core values. So is that life. something, is that something you recognize? Like you just know, like, Hey, I'm a dream. I'm a bit more of a dreamer. I'm all over the place. Yeah. So you have to make a foot. You have to focus on self. This I, I, I do need to just, you know, develop strategies in order to, yeah. to incorporate that in. And, and, and truthfully, like, I think that my experiences in athletics and sports was probably my first exposure to cultivating that and yeah. understanding, uh, that there needs to be a place for that. You can't just do whatever you want, whatever you want to do it. Yeah. Um, but over time as I've matured, I've, re- I've recognized that like now at this point training and athletics is really just a, an analogy and a platform to trial and error, like bigger picture items in your yeah. life. Um, so it definitely did start within athletics and, and recognizing like, Oh, you need to be disciplined in all yeah. aspects of your, li- of your life. If you want to be successful in them. Huh. Cool. Vision. Last one. Vision. Vision. Vision is very, uh, a big picture. Uh, I see what you did there. Vision, big picture. Core, core value in, I don't know that I always have the most clarity in what my vision is for my, my life in a direct way, but I try to keep it that way very intentionally because I'm open to the idea that my vision for my life is going to change over time. Mm, got it. Um, and, you know, right now I do have some very basic visions for my life. Like I want to, uh, you know, I have specific goals and what I want to do in my business and, you know, my, my relationships and how I want to, you know, go about cultivating those relationships and, and the types of flexibility that, right. that I want to build in. Um, but if I, if I zoom out a little bit, I, I am very, uh, just self-aware that in order to, what was the analogy used with the, the sailboat and the sails? Like it's, uh, um, you're a sailboat in the ocean and if you, if your <laughs> sail's broken, you're just kind of, kind of blow all over, yeah, all around. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, like and directional. And I, I think that, um, I generally do have a vision on where I want to go with my life. And I don't want to be too distracted by the minutia of, um, any one facet. So again, I'm just kind of inter, you know, recognizing how much these, uh, values are all intertwined and interrelated and, um, they hopefully have a symbiotic relationship with one another as opposed to, uh, one being very central and the other things just very tertiary. Do you, do you think, um, I should point out you've used juxtapose and tertiary in the same podcast. Those are all the big words I know, though. I'm really going to have to step up my dictionary uh, research before the next one. Um, Do you think that as it relates to vision, I mean, do do you actively think about that? Like, are you, I'm not saying every day, but is it something that like you actually put thought into it and think like, hey, here's where I want to be in 20 years. Here's how I want it to look, that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. I do. I do at times. um, It will be often if, you know, I create that in my life. And again, I, I'm someone who needs structure in order to like organize my thoughts. Right. Um, and so at times we'll have a conversation that with somebody that we hired, such as a business coach or something like that, where we bring that person on so that like my business partner and I can have conversations about literally like, what do you want to be doing in five years, 10 years? Where do you want the business to be? And, and I've had those similar conversations with uh, my wife and what we see for our future. And it, it's probably in a less organized way, but um, 
it is something that I consciously do think about, though the frequency is, you know, a little bit less. Like it's not like I do so every third month or yeah. I say like, oh, this is a quarter th- quarterly but thing I do. Your, but it's in it does happen for sure. Your subconscious and it's something that you are aware of. Yeah, definitely. You're, you're, you're focused on. Um, when you think I'm going to ask you a couple more questions about because you brought up a couple of good points. Wh- when you think about your let's step out of the, out of the gym and out of the yeah, business yeah. and your own, just your, your life. Right. So when you think about what your life looks like in the next 10, 15, 20 years, what does it look like? I'll probably have a couple of children that resemble a young Jim Simcoe. Yes. <laughs> thank God. Are you going to name them all, all your kids, Jim, Jim Jr. Jim Jr. Jim uh, Simcoe Jr. Jim A. Jim A. Jim B. Yep. No, but seriously, what do you, I mean, do you, do you think about that? Is that something that you know, and I, here's the reason I ask. So here's the, not to interrupt. It. The yeah, reason yeah. I ask that is like, so this podcast is about personal leadership and how to live your life, right? And like, we're talking about the ideals, we're talking about the core values. We've asked the questions, but if you don't really have an end goal, which we'll get to on the next podcast, on what you want it to look like, it's hard to just kind of have all that stuff if you don't know what the final product is like. Sure, sure. And and so you know, I think I might struggle with that because. I can I can tell you with some uh, level of confidence what are characteristics of what my life will, will be about. Like, you know, I want to have a strong relationship with my wife. I want to, you know, have have kids and make sure I'm in a position where I can actually be a part of their lives and have a good relationships and, and you know, be a large part of their up, upbringing. I want to continue to uh, grow you know, as a, a business owner and a leader, both, you know, in, in the people that I, you know, have with my, my current business, but also right. am open to the possibility of that evolving and, and pursuing, um, other, you know, projects, if you will. Right. Um, and while still basically maintaining those core values, like I think that I want to make sure that those are, are a part of my life in some semblance. Yeah. Um, though, I, you know, I'm very much open to the idea that maybe I, you know, still live in, in the neighborhood that I'm in. Maybe, you know, she, my wife wants to move back to Northern California where both of our family all live. And, yeah. and so I'm, I'm just open to, uh, the idea that like life throws a lot at you and you kind of have to roll with the punches. Yeah. Um, and it would be a, very difficult thing for me to uh, try to organize and have this very clear cut vision of, oh, I'm going to be, you know, married with two kids, 2.2 kids or whatever. Yeah, and point two kids. That's really tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going to be making this sum of money and this ma- sum of money in this many hours a week of work. Yeah. Um, as I don't, I don't, my brain doesn't necessarily require that level of, um, just clarity. structure and yeah. clarity. Right. Um, I just know like what feelings I want to be a part of my like, yeah. like normal, normal interactions with the world. And, and yeah, those are the things that I think, uh, I, I have a better sense of right on. Cool. All right. Um, I think this is a good time to stop this one because we've talked about assessing yourself, identifying your core values. The next, the next time we get together, we want to talk about writing a personal vision statement. Okay, cool. And then also setting goals and writing an action plan on that. And the action plan, we'll just talk about some big picture stuff. But I think this is really, this is really cool. I mean, I think it's, and I think for those of you listening, I think you can get some insight, not just into what Blake's answers are. And I'll post these questions on the, on the show notes, but then also what your questions would be. What are your values and starting here and working backwards from here? Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast today. Really appreciate you guys listening in. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And you can always check us out online at heroupmedia.com, heroupmedia.com. Talk to you guys soon.